Aloha Maui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Verkard. We are at Solar Coaster 88. Solar Coaster 88. This is our, um, we love trade shows. Uh, we're going to get into CES 2019 and all the great stuff that's going on out there in Las Vegas. It's in Vegas, Jay, right? I believe so. I, uh, of course, neither of us got to go this year, so. I know. We were just like, oh, jeez. I mean, this... I've, ne- I've, never, I've never been to one, but we always regret it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and I think what's happening, the, part of the reason we wanted to do this is we're seeing renewable energies kind of move into or show up or kind of percolate into different industries. And the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, I mean, this is massive. You know, it's uh, almost 200,000 people, like 4,400 vendors, like 3 million square feet of show area, I think it said. It might, maybe uh, it's huge, right? And yeah, we seeing, talk about SPI being like 20,000 people. So this is a factor of 10 larger. Yeah, it's, it's, a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And what's going on yeah. is we're seeing solar kind of pop up in these little areas that are uh, that are also front and center. So, you know, some of the ones that are some of the vendors that kind of get uh, it's a proving ground for a lot of technology, right? A lot of le- a lot of electronics out there. And some of the ones that are getting a lot of play and a lot of attention also happen to be relevant to the renewable energy space. Things like autonomous vehicles and uh, even some smart wearables and then uh, some really cool kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, technology about using solar to help people around the world. These things are popping up as major kind of uh, you know, showcasing technologies at CES. It's not like it's SPI or InterSolar or any of the other kind of major trade shows that we you, are You expect to, to see solar and battery stuff at, at SPI. You're not so sure about it at, at, at a regular, a generic consumer electronics show, right? Right. And the fact that they're kind of top of the, you know, top of the day. They're, like, they're the ones that are getting showcased, which I'm really happy about and excited to see. Um, so hopefully yeah. next year, 2020, we'll be able to get out there with the solar coaster. But for now, we've been able to uh, take a look at some of the reports of what's been going on. And also we have have a, potentially a call in uh, from a CEO, his name uh, Sen, on the floor of uh, 2019 CES at Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas. So we'll get a little bit of the flavor. Hopefully, uh, a call in from them uh, shortly. That's the uh, Yolk, and the, it's called the Solar Cow. Believe it or not, what they're doing, which is I'll just leave that there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, let's not talk, talk too much about that because it's a neat conversation. All right. Stay tuned. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get up and running. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely Maui County. We can be found Fridays at 105 p.m. on Ko'oi 1110 a.m. Also have some FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, and 98.7 FM Upcountry. Website at www.solar-coaster.com. That's three W's. Solar-coaster.com. You can listen live to all of our shows, not just this one, although you can click that now if you're outside our broadcast area. Uh, we've got photos up there. We've got our new white paper still in process, but it's coming really soon. That's going to uh, kind of talk you through the whole getting solar process. So, so it's like having Josh and Jay sit on the couch with you as you sit with your solar professional and kind of talk out the options. Uh, you can get on our mailing list there and or send us questions as well. So if you kind of you have a question, but you can't get on the air because you're either embarrassed to do so or uh, the timing doesn't work out for you, just send it to our mailing to our mailing list and uh, question option and we'll get you on the air. We're also available on podcast networks iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn all carry the Solar Coaster. Just type in Solar Coaster and uh, take us everywhere your mobile device goes. Excellent, excellent. So we have some sponsors out there. Uh, Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin, Pika Energy, Sundrum Solar, and our newest sponsor, Pantech Designs. Uh, this is a call-in show, folks. 808-242-7800 is the call-in line. If you'd like to speak to us or stump us or give us some great questions about uh, solar here in Maui or tell or us beyond, something that you saw at CES, <laughs> go for it. But for now, we're going to hear from the uh, Pantech Design and the Pantech Design Minute. Welcome to this week's Pantech Design Minute. Today's focus is the remarkable Lutron shading system. Pantech Designs Adapt seamlessly integrates the Lutron shading system to your energy smart home. There are four things to consider when looking at the shading technology. Number one, elegance and ambiance. Lutron controls are designed to look and work beautifully. Stylish control and fabric options coupled with innovative technology elegantly transition a space to create the right amount of light for any activity. Number two, convenience. Managing daylight is not restricted to a single wall station in your home. Shading systems can be controlled using a myriad of controls or set to an astronomic time clock for automatic adjustment of shades. Three, saving energy. Utilize your shading system to save additional energy beyond routine use of shades. 
Morning Warm opens the shades, taking advantage of sunlight and helping to take the chill off your upcountry mornings. Afternoon Cool does the opposite by lowering shades and blocking solar heat gain, thereby reducing your cooling costs. Number four, safety and security. Utilize a whole home shading system for simultaneous control of all shades. By setting a predetermined scene for Away, simply select this button when leaving to close all shades and restrict the view inside your home. This has been the Pantech Design Minute. Visit PantechDesign.com to learn more. All right. Those are so fun to make, and you get a chance to learn. We get a chance to learn all about this amazing company that's uh, partnered with the Sonin Ecolink system to uh, bring these uh, smart technologies into your homes and integrate them with the home energy automation. You know, uh, this tech actually has been uh, deployed throughout Hawaii, and one of the really notable places here in Maui County is the Four Seasons. When we were out there uh, a couple months ago, we saw a lot of this technology in action, and it is stupendous. I got to tell you, these shades and these little settings are like, once you live with them, you're like, how how could I possibly not have these in my life? <laughs> I've, I've always wanted it. You know my kitchen. <laughs> about an hour and a half every day in the afternoon, the sun just comes beaming in. And it gets like 10 degrees hotter in there. Oh, yeah. Um, I really, I, I really kind of want some. But the cool thing about this Adapt technology is, is the integration, right? It's it's not, I mean, you, yes, you have shades and your little control panel on the wall, but this lets everything talk to everything else, and it just becomes that much smarter you're able to do really cool stuff with it so that's that's the reason why we have these little minutes that are introducing each of the individual technologies all righty that was a good one that was shading next week i think lighting okay look forward to that so how about our news how about our news and events shall we do it news and events uh right away perovskites are back in the news uh but this time they're actually in the real world oh they're here (laughs) which which is a big deal so yeah perovskite is 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 a chemical um process uh a chemical material. They're all kind of similarly shaped little um, cubicle lattices of atomic structure, right? And so nobody really cares about that. But the nice thing about them is that you can like literally print solar panels, like with an inkjet printer. This this the panel that they've just rolled out on this building in uh, Warsaw, Poland, uh, is 1.3 meters by 0.9 meters, so like a yard square. Um, contains 52 voltaic freeform perovskite solar module that were made from an inkjet printer. <laughs> so it's literally literally printed solar. And so the play here, I suppose, is that there's the prospect of having high-efficiency, ultra-thin, lightweight um, modules that will be, in the future, much much cheaper to create, right? So now we're kind of improving yeah, not, concept mode. Right. And not only that, I mean, you can literally print them on a lot of stuff. Once once you can print them, you can then start printing them on different things. The Perovskite stuff works very well on um, uneven shaped things, so you don't have to have a flat panel. That you uh, can literally, you like, know what we're paint, talking paint. about there. This is this is this is this is where you start like <laughs> painting your car with solar. So if you have an electric car, you can use all the surface, not just the roof. You just take um, that whole rivian and cover it in perovskite, and then you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, the the efficiencies aren't aren't quite there yet you know they're, they're not competitive with silicon yet uh they expect about 10 percent from this little panel but it is out there in the real this is a real world test uh it is plastic encapsulated uh so it's it's actually i, I don't i worry a little bit about longevity uh because the plastic will haze over many many years and of mm. course you have the recycling issues but if it literally is ink in plastic you know it's not too difficult to recycle we have we have systems for that um, but i but like i said it's, it's this is a test so it's not meant to last the the 40 50 years that your normal silicon panel is, is supposed to last it's either. Ni- it's nice to keep on top of these things though and understand the kind of you know the the timeline of this technology kind of moving up towards market right so that's good to good to see that it's out in warsaw yeah we've been talking about perovskite since i think one of the very very early shows so almost two years now and this is the first time we've been able to say hey it's out there in the real world and it's generating power Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, there's some other stuff that they're talking about generating power, but on mountaintops. Can we go right to that one, Jay? Sure, absolutely. Um, So this is IFL Science articles talking about uh, a research project that they were doing in Switzerland. Um, They they have issues there in the wintertime, of course, because uh, the the summer-winter light patterns are, are extreme, right? The more, the further north or south latitude you go, um, the sun's the, the dipping down, you're less, not getting the less, a lot of the, it. Yeah. The, less, the less or more sun you get depending on the season. Um, but they found that if you climb, they were climbing up in the Alps, uh, when, if you put panels up there and they have the proper orientation, meaning like much more vertical than you would normally see. Like we, we expect to see panels like a little tilted in the, in the direction where the sun goes by, but these are like 
almost vertical sometimes. Um, but you put them way up, way up at about what 10,000 feet, I think was 8,200 feet. There it is. 8,200 feet or more. Um, you can actually get more sun in the winter time, more energy in the winter time than you would at sea level during the summer. So these are massive producers, and, and a lot of it comes because, because there's less atmosphere, there's less fog, uh, there's these panels are just able to, able to be cranking, like really, really cranking for those few hours that the sun is available. And this is going to be a key thing for using solar year-round in these, in these north or south latitude locations. Yeah, if we start thinking about, you know, the, the Earth and its, its, its solar generating capability, you know, it tends to be kind of more, more abundant around the equator, right? We can get more sun sure. on a regular basis with normal conditions. But what's interesting about this is we start to look more realistically at using and producing more and more of a percentage of our overall energy needs through renewable energy, through solar. Then we go, okay, well, how do we do that in the northern latitudes as well? Because we're not going to be transmitting um, all of our energy up, you know, thousands and thousands of miles. It's probably not going to work out that way, right? So to be well, able last to show, we were talking about transmitting from space, but sure. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we, we I think I think our timeline, another timeline issue here, right, Jay? What was that? I think you said that that would be that that transmission it's from space was about the same time same time as, as fusion, fusion yeah. right? So, so okay, so if that's the case, then we got something in between, and that's how do we create energy up in the northern latitudes or in the southern southerns uh, during this period? And this is a, a great a great yep. uh, a great kind of notion, you know, and uh, and I get it too because I mean we. we We've out here. We have you know Mauna Kea, right? We've had RFPs up there, and yep. um, you know, and it was a very different scenario. It's uh, you know you have uh, you have uh, you have your longer longer Sunday basically, right? You have more yeah. to work with yeah. up there, so it's pretty amazing. And, and I love and seeing less susceptible this. to fog or cloud, right? There's less uh, kind of. Uh, uh, materials and things that are getting in the way. What's the what, haze and stuff like that to kind of in, right. to, to interrupt the photons, right? So pretty yep. cool stuff. So we could see these northern latitudes and these mountaintops being coated with solar panels sometime in the future, perhaps. Well, I don't want to. I don't necessarily see it, but I mean, there's there's nice ways to locate it where you don't have to do that. And if they truly are generating that much power, I mean, what was what was the uh, the metric somewhere? We only needed a couple hundred square miles of solar to power the entire continental United States. So located strategically through the through the, the mountains, I mean, I think you could get a large percentage of power. <laughs> yeah, super cool. Probably up there in a ski resort somewhere. People are going to hate it. We'll have like no the NIMBYs in yeah. the, the skiers, right? <laughs> that's, see, that that's the problem is then when we're destroying, we're disrupting the landscape. <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we've got to set some priorities, I suppose. Do you want um, to... Um, so, long as so long as they're taken care of, I think that's okay. The one, the one thing I was concerned about when I immediately saw this is who's going up there to clean off the snow? Ah, right, because that—that's what the fellow said out in Cuddy Hunk, right? He was like, "Ah, oh, I'm not going to go out there. I'll have." A yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> we just need some drones or something to go take care of it. All right. So, um, how about do you want to jump over to national, or you want to stick on some of these uh, other globals? Uh, no, we should probably go over to the national news. Uh, there's a large report in Solar Power World about the um, all the U.S. manufacturing plants. So last year, uh, all anybody could talk about was the tariff. We knew that was coming. Um, this is the, specifically the solar panel or solar cell, uh, mm. foreign uh, manufactured solar panels or solar cells tariff uh, that was applied uh, by the government last year. And that spurred a lot of international companies to start looking at domestic manufacturing yeah. for the United States. There's and this a is a complete, complete rundown on everybody who has announced that they would be doing or decided that they or had had facilities that were they were going to repurpose. Um, and it turns out that a lot less of them have actually done this <laughs> than, than they uh, than they, they actually claim. Um, I mean, a lot less of them have done have have repurposed have, have actually started yeah, have re or or um, actually built new plants. See, a lot of the conversation was, well, we had all these aging manufacturing lines and what they were looking at is to do a four or five uh, conductor refab for these facilities. Um, it was actually probably just as expensive or more expensive than building a new facility. Uh, it's literally that it's that, that difficult to, to, so like new lines almost, for the almost, new technology for the high efficiency solar panels. 
right? Almost nothing that they need from that line is actually in the building. So they're just completely outfitting. Plus, they have to strip the old facility, and it may not be optimal. You know, this is so. um, this is Andre uh, Richter, Meyer Burger stuff. This is him. He can come he can come out and provide yeah. the tooling equipment for these guys, right? It, so, but, yeah, but it, it absolutely is. But there, but there's you know what about twenty or so, maybe a couple dozen uh, manufacturers, and they're spread, yep. you know, fair, kind of in California, Ohio, Arizona, Maryland, Georgia, Minnesota, Florida. You know, they're, they're Texas. I mean, they're, they're West Virginia, Virginia, yeah, the Oregon, New York. They're kind of like you know spread, kind of uh, sprinkled throughout the United States, um, and that's good to see. And they have some estimated sizes as well, what their uh, their gen- their current capacity is. Uh, Tesla's the le- Tesla and Panasonic are the leader out in Buffalo with yep. a gigawatt of manufacturing capability and some projections for what they can do moving forward. So, I mean, you know, it, it, having some domestic manufacturing is not a bad thing. That's a good thing, I think. No, absolutely, absolutely not. But what I was shocked at is how many of these are not are not actually even functional yet. Uh, a couple of the big names really are, are saying that they're going to be in production this quarter, so quarter one, uh, 2019, which was kind of their target date. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the others that were, were blowing smoke, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. And I was like, unable to confirm, unable to confirm. Um, no, no information at all. You know, <laughs> they've, yeah. done, they've oh. done nothing. <laughs> they've done nothing. They've done nothing. Um, so it's so it's really uh, difficult to tell whether they're ever going to be able to uh, to to bring these facilities online, like soon soon to be under construction. So they haven't even broken ground yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What is the next one? Shall we jump over? Let's see here. I had an interesting article that came down. This is Honolulu Civil Beat. Oh yeah, um, don't mess, don't mess with the renewable energy tax credits. Now I was not aware that our renewable energy. This is the state tax credit, right? Um, that I, I was not aware that this had a drawdown date, or that there was a conversation of getting rid of the solar and renewable energy tax credits for the state of Hawaii. Do you know anything about that that I don't? Or I, I don't, although people have come up to me and yep. said, hey, I heard this was happening, and it kind of spooked me a little bit, right? So I, I, I have not heard that. I do not know anything of, about the uh, the it drawing down. Of course, you know, there is a lot of, uh, you know, discussion about the ITC drawing down, which is in place, and that I think that's uh, mm-hmm. 2020 moving that's forward. Fed, it's start that's to the federal. Down, right? And so I guess this could be, that could be spurring on this conversation, where there's a concern sure. that this could follow along yeah if if the state's going to follow the federal example and and start drawing down the tax credit it would it would be unfortunate um the federal tax credit has been extended twice i believe is that correct oh yeah and i remember when that was supposed to go away definitely has definitely definitely has been extended um but it's but it doesn't seem like the current administration like likely that the current administration would do that uh so we're on target to to start dropping down in 2020 um this is the last year you're really going to be able to claim that full what was it 20 uh 30 percent the 30 percent itc is available this year and i think we're going to see um you know a bit of a surge because people are going to say hey wait that's available and that's going to draw down in the next year i want to get the full amount Mm -hmm. now i want to wait um so Yeah, we could see that happen. So, so yeah, this so, so it's something to think about for your year budget, 2019. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this article here, you know, on Civil Beat is uh, this don't mess with the renewable energy tax credit. It's written by Marco Mangelsdorf, longtime contributor and friend of the Solar Coaster, uh, and he talks about some of the numbers. Um, let me say, over the six-year period, Hawaii tax filers claimed $673 million in RETITC dollars. That's the renewable energy tax credit, and. Uh, so I mean that's a lot of money, uh, and it's a. But yeah, I think his argument here is that this is money well spent investing in our in our renewable energy capabilities and and pr- making us more and more uh, energy. Well, right. It really it really it makes us a national leader in energy. It helps keep us from exporting uh, lots of large dollars off island for fossil fuels that we simply burn and. and put into the atmosphere and it also creates construction jobs and all these other other ancillary businesses that that go along with the renewable energy industry we have that's thriving in in hawaii so those tax credit dollars are not just uh money that people get to run away with it really does spur industry and it's building jobs and, and making things happen in the state so so losing that tax credit would be the loss of many thousands of jobs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this up. is an example of good policy. And, uh, you know, along those lines, we have an article on PV Magazine, a national uh, feature, about Kauai and the uh, the largest, what they call it, the birth of the solar plus storage peaker. And uh, this is uh, kind of going across the country right now. We're seeing it in a lot of, a lot of different periodicals. And AES has installed a 20 megawatt uh, solar 
solar system with a 100 megawatt hour solar plus storage uh, storage project on Kauai. And this is uh, now, right now, the island is getting a third of its energy from solar. This is pretty significant here. This is uh, like the largest. Yeah, yeah thir- 34%. So those that don't know, Peaker Plant is um, a small generating facility that can that has a very high response time. Uh, when we went to Molokai, we learned um, that even the, gen- the smaller generators there, they can take up to six minutes to spin up. When you when everybody goes home and starts turning on the air conditioning or the entire town needs to turn on the water pump system, which is like one of the biggest draws they have to deal with, um, the, the, the power company isn't, isn't ready to supply that much power. And like I said, it can take up to six minutes for one of these big diesel generators to spin up and start producing electricity. So a peaker plant is designed to shift in energy really quickly to cover that kind of kind of time frame. It doesn't doesn't have a tremendous amount of capacity, but it does operate in, in much more uh, much faster time frame. So this solar press storage peaker is kind of like it has battery storage. It's ready. It's it's sitting there waiting for somebody to need it. And when somebody when a, a number of people go home and turn on the air conditioning and Netflix or they a, or they, everybody wakes up in the morning and they turn on a, a, a reasonable sized manufacturing plant for, per se, um, this peaker plant will be the one to respond and give that power in a much more timely fashion. Yeah, um, that's and we're going to see more and more of this around the world. I love the fact that Hawaii gets these superlatives, right? The largest uh, peaker solar peaker plant in the world. Uh, but there's a great oh, of there's a great map here uh, <laughs> in this article of, of the island of Kauai, and all the different um, renewable energy systems are located. So you can see exactly how how it all fits together. It's like a fabric of renewable energies. Of some hydro uh, plants, a variety of hydro plants, as well as some uh, solar and solar plus storage, and then who who you know had installed. Those and you know who they're owned by, and then their percentages and how all together they they equal that amount of renewable energy. Um, it's just yep. remarkable. Yeah, I'm super thrilled to see this, and uh, we're we're up next. We've got those those four. Uh, was it four? Six uh, new new systems coming across the islands that are all going to be uh, large solar plus storage uh, kind of systems, which will yeah. function very similar to this. And I think but theirs is online. So right, and I think it's safe to assume that the AES in Kauai is the same AES in uh, Maui, right? The sixty megawatts that we have going in here is AES, and I don't know that for a fact, but I'd be surprised if it was a different company. We'll have to find out. Okay, so what do we else we got before we move over? Um, I wish, what are they said twenty seven? I think we should probably go to commercial, and we'll come right back unless you want to. Oh, well, there's one thing. Okay, um, <laughs> rooftop solar containment. Yeah, rooftop solar containment to ease with uh, refocused Hawaii energy contracts. This is about the um, new contract types that are going to shift curtailment away from. Uh, solar owners, residential solar owners, I think specifically. Um, so we're, we're, we're talking about curtailment. What that is, is when we are producing too much energy and the power company can't, I mean, they don't do anything. Miko can't do anything with it. Uh, so they actually will actually shut us off. Like when the, when the wind is really cranking and, and the West Maui's there, they, they shut off the, some of the energy coming from the wind farm. You'll see those windmills stop. And the reason why is that they don't have any place to put the energy anymore. So they won't use it, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, but the, the reason why is because the grid was never really designed for these types of energy sources. It was very much a central generation and distribution to everybody. And what we're dealing with now is that we have generation all over the place and going to all over the all other places, <laughs> which is a really difficult thing. Uh, so they're talking about they've, they've been talking about grid modernization efforts. Uh, the PUC finally approved their first phase of grid modernization in February of last year, and they're going to start they're starting to start be rolling out upgrades this year and up till 2023. So you're going to see a lot of different um, upgrade effects going through, including new meters. The one that everybody's going to see in their house is that the meters are going to be changing out right. so that they have capacity to monitor and and help uh, just balance the grid, right? Uh, so that, so that power is still there when you need it. And they have heads up on when and where people do stuff, where, where, when and where people generate and use energy, because we're going to be doing both. 
So they want to get an early read on when people are using like high 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 um, draw types of equipment, maybe for example, like at the very grid edge, and then they can respond in kind. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, right? Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Okay, but we're gonna have to pay for that, right? What did you say the cost was, Jay? Was it like a? Um, okay, so there's there is a charge with this. Um, there's gonna be a it's it's less than a dollar a month, but it's pretty close uh, over the next five years. So it comes out to be about sixty dollars that every ratepayer will be paying into the grid modernization fund. Uh, realistically, like I said, it's it's less than a dollar. You probably won't really notice it unless you're going through the details of your electric bill, uh, but it is in there. <clears throat> so be so be aware. Okay, great. Well, it looks like we got our caller in from, uh, I'm seeing that line uh, light up, which is great. Why don't we head over to our commercials? We'll come back. We'll talk all about uh, CES 2019 and hear from the show floor. Solar cow, solar cow. Solar cow. Aloha and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. Tabuchi Electric, a leading worldwide inverter manufacturer, presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tabuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. The Sonin Batter Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you keeping the solar coaster on air. Uh, rolling into our two-year anniversary in just a handful of episodes uh, in the spring. So, okay. So, we're going to jump right in and hear from uh, the uh, Yolk and this amazing solar cow project uh, from the show floor of, uh, of, the, of CES 2019. Are, are you there, Sen? Can you hear us okay? Mm-hmm. Aloha. Uh, aloha. 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 Welcome. Thanks so much for joining our show. And I know that you're in day four or five in CES, and I know how much energy you're probably uh, expending out there keeping that whole thing running. How's it going? How's the show working out? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's great. Um, we got the CES uh, Innovation Hours, Take for a Better World. And so lots of people um, come to our booth and get to know about the Solid Cow Project and 
it was a really um, successful show overall. And yeah, there was one news just like 30 minutes ago, Kanye West um, visited our booth. Oh boy. So yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Wow. And then so, um, yeah, your, your, your project is very unique. Uh, it mm-hmm. stood out. I, you know, I was kind of uh, last few days running through what's happening at CES, trying to get a feel for. You know, our 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 show here is a renewable energy focused show. We talk about solar, we talk about electric vehicles, and the kind of changing uh, energy uh, world here. And then we're looking for what's happening in renewable energies in CES. And then your project kind of stood out. So you did win an award. It's called the Solar Cow. Is that right? Is that what the the, mm-hmm. t- the name of your project is? Yes, Solar Cow. Well, can you can you give us a sense of uh, kind of who your company, where your company comes from, what's and how this this project was developed, and what it's all about, and why you, and why you're doing this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what is it? What is the solar cow? <laughs> okay, solar cow is a solar system. That um, one thing that is different than other just regular system is regular solar system is it is built in to stop the tribal labor in developing countries. So what we did in Kenya. Uh, we built the solar system at the school, and we give away the power bank to the children who come to the school. So in the morning, they come to the school to charge their power bank we gave away. And while they're waiting for uh, the power bank to be charged, they can study. Right. Because we understand that um, the child labor is basically money problem. A parent needs the money, so they send their kids to uh, to the workplace. So we are trying to give a better deal to their parents if they send their children to the school. I love the practicality of this, right? You're, it's kind of a social <laughs> engineering project. So what what I just heard was that um, children are given the battery banks, and mm-hmm. then they take them home. They use them when they're when they're charged at the end of the day. Then mm-hmm. they, the parents and I guess the rest of the community wants them not only for educational purposes but also uh, to get a hold of that power, right? So they send them off to school and they bring their battery banks and they plug them in. And then there's time mm-hmm. requirement because it's charging. So there's the, they need to do something during that time. So they're being they're going to class. Right? Is that what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. That's, that's and because uh, um, because like uh, if you live in like developed uh, countries, you think that like electricity is not a big deal, right? But then people in Africa, like developing countries like Africa, there is no electricity in rural area, and so the electricity is very expensive and scarce. So they're basically uh, spending 10 to 20 percent of their monthly income for like the kerosene lights, uh, the oil, right, which is not very bright and also very toxic, unhealthy, and, right? Yeah, yeah, and they all they also have to go to the charging shop to charge their cell phone, which is located far away, like four hours of walking. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, um, uh, free access to the electricity can solve this problem and they don't have to waste the money and the time. So yeah, it's a good incentive for sending their kids to school. This is amazing. So we, we, we do like to talk tech a little bit. So we, I am interested to understand the size <laughs> of these. Now, now, just folks, if you go to yolkstation.com, Y-O-L-K-S-T-A-T-I-O-N.com, the Solar Cow Project, or just Google the Solar Cow Project, it's going to pop right up. Uh, you can see an actual picture of this. And it's like a, it looks like it's a, uh, you know, a, a a solar panel it might be a, a, a flexible solar panel over a kind of like a steel tubing that looks like a cow, and then in the um, the, the area that's represented as like the udders, you have these mm-hmm. these uh, battery banks, right? And they're like these little, right? right? So it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, bringing in a milk bottle or something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, what, how how much um, how much energy do you know? How much energy are in those little battery banks? Are they equivalent to like a cell phone charger? Or what can mm-hmm. they charge? I mean, they're using them for lighting and for computers. And what's the what's yeah. the general technical tech tech, tech okay. of this? So the capacity of the the power bank is around like two hundred to twenty six hundred to like a thirty hundred. Um, it is uh, it can be it can charge like a one or two times of the smartphone that you have. We have. But then, uh, because the people in Africa, they use uh, in rural area, they use teacher phones, so they can uh, charge their phone like four or five times, or uh, make the light for like uh, you know ten to like a thirty hours. So that they cannot use the, like a TV or like a refrigerator with this. Right. But they don't have it anyway. So that is just the right amount of energy. 
what they really needed and what they are already spending for their money for it. Amazing. And then where Ascent, where is this is this deployed presently? Is it in a kind of pilot stage or do you have it in a bunch of places or what's the status of the program at, at this moment? Oh, okay. So we built a solar cow in Pokot, Kenya. That is a very rural area, like a seven to nine hours dry, uh, uh, hours um, from the Nairobi, which is the capital city of Kenya. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is the place um, where there's no electricity, people live um, under like $2, living expenses is uh, $2 per day. Yeah. But they use a cell phone a lot because, uh, not a lot, but they, they, they do use a cell phone because uh, like uh, Africa, now they use a mobile payment. So everyone needs to use the, the, the cell phone. That's why they need electricity. Yeah. I see. I see. Well, this is really remarkable. And I, I think that uh, I know that you were looking for um, for NGO partners. So what is your what are your hopes for this technology and this program in the future? Mm, okay. So we are looking for um, NGOs uh, because we would like to um, send more and more cows. So, yeah, we would like to definitely um, would like to work with uh, global NGOs so we can um, uh, give this uh, the the solar cow to more and more um, children and we would like to um, our our goal is uh, uh, distribute like a hundred thousand the solar cow uh, in five years so we can drop the tribal labor rate from 20% to 10% which is the half of it from yeah excellent because one in five children in Africa cannot go to school and they are supporting I'm trying to labor now. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, it's an amazing project, and I'm so glad that mm-hmm. you won the award. It's obviously well-deserved. Uh, and, I de- and I did send you a, 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 the name of an NGO that I work with that I think could be very appropriate for you. Uh, so I hope to connect you in with some uh, other organizations that maybe can be good partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I also have a question. I've, I've been looking at the website quite a bit, and I found you also you also have a shop. So you do produce product and sell. Um, there's there's the solar paper uh, kind of products. Uh, yeah. What what is what is what is the goal of that? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So the solar pro, uh, solar paper is the project we did uh, before mm-hmm. the solar cow. So solar paper is uh, world's thinnest and lightest uh, solar portable solar charger. And we have funded over a million dollars uh, on Kickstarter, which is a crowdfunding platform in the United States. Yeah, so we have very advanced technology, solar technology, uh, with high efficiency and uh, very thin and light. Uh, it has a high portability. But with the solar cell project, uh, we would like to use the technology for uh, more people. Uh, right, yeah, right. Lever- to, lever- yeah, leveraging that yeah, expertise yeah. now for, for the betterment. <laughs> like that a lot. Excellent. Well, you can you can see all this, like uh, Josh said, the yolkstation.com, Y-O-L-K, like egg yolk, station.com. Uh, you can go mm-hmm. to the shop. You can look at the solar paper. The Solar Cow Project page actually has a video, which will show you what, what it's all about. Uh, but just tremendous. If uh, you need support, I, I hope everybody will go there and uh, and, and help you out. But uh, but it's yeah. absolutely incredible. Love the project. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, if uh, anyone who would like to um, join the project, they, uh, we didn't uh, launch the global campaign yet. But if they subscribe, they, uh, then we can send them a newsletter later on when we launch uh, the campaign. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we can't thank you enough for calling in last minute. Really appreciate it, and we hope you have a great show out there. And we'll keep uh, we'll keep tabs on you and uh, and look to hear great things about your project in the future. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, thank you, San. Aloha. We'll talk soon. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. All right. So, so the, cool. That so is cool. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And you got to check this. Uh, the, 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 the image of this thing is just uh, amazing. It's really not what I expected at CES. And they won this award and they're doing really good work. And that's just wonderful. And it also kind of speaks to the fact that CES, that, that renewables is just so relevant out there in that space, in a lot of spaces, in more than just the uh, solar trade show world, right? Um, and right. this is crossing the NGO world. It's crossing the, the technical world, the, the general electrical electronic tech world, and then also the renewable energy world. So 
So super cool stuff. There's a lot of other great tech out there. We're not going to get to get to all of it, but there are some some that really surprised me straight from the renewable energy world. And I want to jump into some of these. I can't wait to kind of touch base on some of these, Jay. So yeah, go newgen.com. Go newgen.com. That's the one that I thought was kind of a, a showstopper and uh, pretty remarkable. Basically, this is concentrated solar for residential, which you've never seen before. And it looks like a, a honeycomb kind of configuration on a platform that it actually tracks the sun. Uh, and these systems, I think they're about 3.8 or 4 kilowatts. I don't have the specs in front of me, but I remember watching the video uh, there. I mean, this is a, you know, they have a concentra- tracking concentrated solar system that can power a good chunk of your home's energy needs. I've never seen anything like this before. And it's stunning, too. I mean, it almost kind of reminds me of the Smart Flower, Jay, because it looks, you know, it's, it's configured it, in such yes, a way, right? That's yeah. exactly what I started yeah. thinking about as well. It's, like, it's just this concentrated blast of, of solar energy. Um, so what happens here is that there are lenses lenses on the front of these. So it's collecting a lot of energy, but focusing it on a very small amount of like really, really high grade silicon solar cell, uh, so just one cell. Uh, but they are, they're deep. So it's not flat like your traditional panel. You have to understand that there's, there needs to be some space for them to focus like, like a lens of a camera. Uh, so it, the longer, the, the more you want to focus it, the, the longer that lens has to be, right? Mm. Uh, so, so, so they are deeper than that. But it comes on its own little little uh, A-frame looking tracking system, and and you can looks like you can plunk it down just anywhere. Uh, but but three point what is it three point eight kilowatt? Uh, I mean, that, that's that's, that's like what I, yeah. that's, that's like a that's like a normal that's like my home system. I the in, like all the panels on my roof. That's like twenty panels in, concatenated into this one little thing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pretty amazing. And you know th- these Fresnel yeah three to four kilowatts of electricity. Uh, is this basically the size? It's called the Hel- coming from Helios modules. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, <laughs> Helios. And this is and this is a, and this is they, they like to call it a NASA spinoff, but it's it's part of the technology transfer program. So these are these these uh, high efficiency cells uh, and the lens design where it was gener- was created by NASA and then offered up to to. Um, private private industry to continue to develop we did see some of these types of panels actually from the they, oh, yeah. they used to be behind the um the high performance computing lab up in uh, up in kihei i met the fellow that built that the other day jeff i, I yeah, didn't get a yeah, chance to yeah. mention it to you yeah <laughs> well Pretty i was i was story. offered some they actually they actually took them down a couple of years ago and yeah. i was offered some of them like yeah. to take home but they're but they're gi- they, those were gigantic i mean you literally could that could be like a, a, a garden planter that was <laughs> those a, blocks. yeah that they, was they were they were huge scale. All right, well, let's jump okay. over. So check out the um, those fellows there, the, the, that uh, newgen.com, gonewgen.com oh, go new-gen. is the uh, the website, and you can see all that there. And then the the next one is one that we'd heard before, the SoulPad, right? Uh, SoulPad's kind of like, they're kind of positioning themselves as the iPhone of solar, if you ask me. And um, they've got this, uh, they've got this kind of integrated solar battery uh, racking. It's like, it's, it's like this completely modular solar system. I remember when they first came out, do you remember that 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 that, uh, that launch video they did? I think they used uh, the scene from 2001, A Space Odyssey, as like its example, right, when they launched it. Do you remember that, Jay? Yep. It was like a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, it was just this, this monolithic thing. But I mean, it's 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 much more, it's much cooler than that, <laughs> actually. Um, so what a, the way I understand this is that they have a micro storage component, which can bolt underneath the panel, and then a micro inverter kind of option that also bolts under the same panel. So you end up with this, this total power um, and storage uh, on your roof. There's no box, big large boxes that you have to source and mount anywhere else. Yeah. Um, there's there's one, one small gateway that needs to go close to your, your electrical panel. Um, but it's, it is a proprietary system. So all these, dev- these devices are little designed to talk to each other. So as you attach attach one in one storage and one inverter uh, onto the next onto the next onto the next they just chain together and yeah. it's, it's plug and play you don't need to sit there and convert or figure out well how many panels do I need to put on this string and how much wiring do I need for this yeah, or anything it's, else it's, it's almost it's, like a they literally a, just plug in yeah they're kind of going for the plug and play thing where like they're they're they're, oh, they're inching away from the the need to have an installer almost right and there's two product lines here there's uh, there's the rooftop which you still will need someone to install this properly and then there's the uh, the mobile version right and uh, they they they're kind of, it's kind of turning into almost this consumer product where everything is there and they're reducing the amount of BOS or balance of system technologies there's probably about 20 or so kind of major parts that you buy for a rooftop solar system. And they're just making that all kind of integrated into one thing. They're locking together in this kind of modular yeah, I, I, platform. I, like, I, lo- I love their 
if you scroll down, I love their little graphic of the current system with the DC interconnects oh, yeah, and the yeah, inverter yeah. and the gateways and everything else. And then they show with SoulPad. It's literally just their little, their their little, little box. gateway box and, and, your, and your panel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and your, little and box. Your, break, your breaker panel. It's pretty is, cool. Which is funny. I don't, I don't know if that's entirely true. I thought it was, yeah. I mean, you had to have those DC disconnects um, for safety. I mean, it's part of code. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah. I think, I, I don't, my I don't guess think is they're taking that. a few liberties here with what's in, and of course it depends on where you're at. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that, anyway, SoulPad's a very, uh, it, it is a unique, I haven't seen another company quite doing this, you know, integrating inversion and uh, and the and the BMS and the and the storage all together in one little platform. And, and all on roof. And and on roof and then also as a mobile thing. And then so, I, yeah, I mean, I, I want to get one and play with it for sure. It's super cool. I don't, I don't know if it's going to take over the world or not, but, you know, we should get these guys on. Uh, they seem like a really kind of Hollywood-esque kind of company. So I want to get them on and hear the whole story. Sure, um, sure. All right. So another one. Let's, you, let's, do you, which let's, one do you want to do? Yeah, let's, you pick one. Well, let's do some barbecue, will you? <laughs> ah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> we, we talked about solar cookers. We actually saw um, over at the uh, the Maui, um, what's it, the, the home, what's his name? Oh, uh, Treehugger. Um, um, yeah, yeah, Treehugger guy. Um, his, uh, Graham, his Graham Hill's house at the Lem, the Graham life Hill, edited the, Maui the house. Yeah. I'm saying Treehugger in, in a nice way. It's, it's treehugger.com. Was, was the gentleman started that website as a blog, um, but he had a nice solar cooker there when we went to visit one right. time. And, it was kind of a parabolic dish it, one, it, right? It, yeah, and it, and it didn't work quite up to par because there was haze and it was not optimal at the time. Um, but GoSun has now created a solar cooker that will work at night. How does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. Okay, so it's <laughs> what kind of interesting. <laughs> um, they have they have a, a they call it a vacuum tube, which is not correct because that a vacuum tube is like old old school um, pre-transistor technology. But it is a a vacuumed um, isolated mm -hmm. cooking vessel. But it has a heater inside and some energy storage, so you can charge it up. And you can use it as a normal solar cooker with the parabolic thing. But if the sun is going down or you get some cloud in the middle of everything, the heater will kick on using your stored solar energy storage battery oh, and continue to and yeah, continue to cook your continue to cook your food. So you don't ever run into that problem of, well, it's not done. <laughs> And it'll end because it's vacuum sealed uh, around that the vessel is vacuum sealed. Uh, you can get up to like 550 degrees in there. I don't. Yeah, it's it's a great technology. You're not going to be sticking a full turkey in there for sure. I know we were trying to do that for uh, no, no, Thanksgiving it, no, a couple a of years of, ago. It's, it's <laughs> like a tube. To do, right? Yeah, we wanted to do the solar turkey for, for Thanksgiving last year. That wasn't happening. I like it though. I like it. We got to try one of these out one of these days for sure. And the fact that it's absolutely, got a battery absolutely. is an exciting integration, right? Yeah, yeah. And they do have a whole lot of other products. If you go to GoSun, um, they have a lot of interesting things that are going that are going on. Little little all, all the way up from. Uh, $139 all up to $700. You can, you can, as always with everything, you can pay what you want, but they are, they have a lot of solar kind of renewable cookware, <laughs> renewable energy cookware stuff available. So interesting, interesting and fun. Yeah. And this fits into, uh, uh kind of the similar type of world and range of, of technology that can make an impact on people's lives. I mean, if you can, I mean, this is a $400 price point though, so it's not inexpensive, but I mean, something like this or this type of technology could potentially use in our environments around the world for cooking food on a regular basis. So, um, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's something that that's what I was trying to, the point I was trying to make is that these things are out there and they do come in a variety of price points. It doesn't gotcha. have to be the one with battery and heating. <laughs> okay. How about we swing to the complete other side of the fence and talk about really expensive toys. Can we do that? You like, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know you want to go, go, just go. Okay. So Harley Davidson, I mean, that's, we'll start with that one. Harley Davidson has launched an electric uh, bike, right? It's called the live wire. Um, <laughs> and it says the loudest sound you hear will be your heart racing. I mean, there's a certain irony to this kind of you know, notion I, of the yeah, Harley. I don't know if that's going to sell to a lot of Harley. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're opening up new, new market segments, right? It's like, look at that yeah, Harley. <laughs> no sound whatsoever. Yeah, like, right. Well, it doesn't look like a Harley Davidson either. It really, it really looks more like one of the like what was it, the Zero, Zero. And, and a couple others. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, big electric bike, but 
cool, God, it's pretty. cool-looking bike. Yeah, we'll have to talk to your brother. He's a bike guy, right? Twenty-nine. Yeah, I was actually going to ask him if you wanted to call in. So, yeah, twenty-nine. Yeah, tax credits for a bike. Yeah, they get tax oh, credits. So <laughs> it's it is an electric vehicle. <laughs> um, so coming in August, you'll be able to place orders in August 2019. Head down to the Harley dealer and see if they're aware of this thing and how many they're getting. I'd love to know the Check first one on out. island. This one is really uh, so. Very pretty bike. Really, very really pretty cool. Bike. Uh, really, really cool. Stuff. <laughs> but this is, but this, but this speaks to how a lot of manufacturers are now truly taking electric vehicles seriously. Oh I mean, yeah, could, I mean not could, just. Could yeah. you could you imagine last year if I said, hey, Harley Davidson's going to make an electric bike? <laughs> right, right. It's kind of low on the list, the, the ones that you would think would uh, would take that leap. But I mean, a lot of them have. If you look at um, you know, what's going on with GM and the you know the 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 uh, the, the kind of um, uh, abandonment of the R&D of the internal combustion engine and Volvo and Mercedes and all these different companies are out there just kind of moving in this direction. This is what the future is. It's pretty, it, it, to me, when we asked Boris at the LA Auto Show, it has, have EVs come? And he kind of was a little hesitant. He said, I'm not quite. In my mind, I'm like, wow, it really feels like they have, uh, you know, but I guess he's uh, kind of got his finger on the pulse at a different level. It's, 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 this is still dabbling. You know, it's, this is a dalliance. They're, they're testing the waters. They're trying to figure out what this new industry is mm. because they've never done it before. They have tremendous experience in, uh, in selling internal combustion, knowing what they can do, knowing what they can't. Right. Um, this whole electric vehicle, is someone going to buy it? It's charging infrastructure is the key piece, that range anxiety conversation. Mm. So if, if there's no charging infrastructure, people don't want it, no matter how cool it is, no matter how sexy it is, how fast it can go, zero to 60. It doesn't matter because you can't use it. Okay, look, we got a few minutes left here. And one of the coolest yeah. things that were, was at CES this year, in my opinion, I think in a lot of people's opinions, is uh, from Bell uh, Helicopter. It's called the Bell Nexus Air Taxi, right? Now, this is hybrid. It's not fully electric, but this thing is massive. And it is a complete prototype, right? It doesn't actually fly right now. This, no, this, this doesn't actually fly. It's, it's, it's CES speak uh, for, for doesn't work, non-functional. Uh, but but, but this, you, you've heard me say it. I love uh, the very first art sentence in this in this little article is sci-fi savvy visitors at every CES say if I were li really living in the future where's my flying car where's I my am flying guilty car? of saying yeah, a whole lot yeah. there's basically <laughs> I want a flying it? car and a hoverboard and if I don't have those two things we're not living in the, the future yeah, yeah yeah the Jetsons promised me that in the 60s so, where is it <laughs> so this thing is just off the charts uh, folks it's called Whatever. the Nexus if you just google bell uh, Nexus you're gonna see it I mean it looks like a massive drone it looks like something out of Star Wars I mean it's got these LED yeah. lights around it it's got this beautiful kind of like black powder coat or something around the entire thing in this particular model gloss, massive gloss yeah it's just, uh, the interesting thing about this is it's actually really big it's a five-seater so you've got pilot and right. four passengers the layout is much more kind of auto like right so so the pilot cockpit is, is front and center but it's but the rest of them are just like car seats with little cup holders and everything else yeah, and then, then they met, they had a, a panel show or they had some kind of an activity and Uber was there and Uber kind of gave it its endorsement saying this is the type of technology we're looking for to create, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. shared you know, travel and capabilities and aerial trade. I mean, this is, and they, they you know, so they, they kind of got some, some some cred with with having Uber sitting right next to them. And, you know, and of course, Bell Helicopters is a very serious company that's been around forever and does, you know, defense contracting and all kinds of stuff. So they have the, the moxie to build and put probably tens of millions of dollars into a fun little display <laughs> but it's just awesome i mean it's so pretty looking and it gives you a real sense of the future so there are a couple well, other the nice, things the like nice that thing too. is we, we get yeah we get we get closer and closer to that flying car every year so maybe maybe if we go next year maybe we actually get to fly around well what did mayor arkawi said he said we're gonna get those flying cars pretty soon so he had the vision well you're gonna so have, have you, you wanted that in the back in, in his hall closet right? a little backpack <laughs> right. it's different all right well i guess that pretty much wraps it that was ces 2019 really glad to get a call in there from uh yolk and the, the the solar, I was called the super cow, the solar cow concept uh, from it Sen. It is super too. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, it's been a great show. We are sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi, Electric America, Sonin, Pika Energy, Sundrum Solar, and Pantech Design. Uh, thanks so much for a great show, Jay. I appreciate it, my friend. All right. Have a great weekend. All Aloha. Right. Aloha Friday, folks.